We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, oh, yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Clean Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM, ESPN. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Baby. Where did he be at when they said it? Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, we talk a lot of Tiger basketball, considering they're on this three-game winning streak. They've looked a whole lot better, but it's never too early to talk about some Tiger football, uh, especially with their uh, their schedule dropping yesterday on the leap day. So we bring in Frank Bonner. He's the Memphis football writer for the Daily Memphian. He is on X at Frank underscore Bonner, too. Frank, how's it going? Doing all right. Getting gearing up for uh, spring ball, which will be coming out in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, what are you looking forward to with spring ball? I mean, obviously, we always have some new faces, some new names. Um, but but what's 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 the big thing you're looking for as soon as we as soon as they get out on the field? Honestly, what I'm excited about is is a, is a face who actually isn't new. Is Davion Ross? Um, he got hurt. I think what second game of, right. of the season, or whatever. And he missed the rest of the year. And the year before his first year as a transfer, I mean, he was he was playing pretty good ball for Memphis. So I'm I'm curious to see how he comes back once he's healthy, um, and if he's going to be as big of a part in the defense as I thought he would have been last year if he wasn't hurt. So I'm I'm excited to see Davion Ross back there on the field. Yeah, no question about it. Now I I have to ask you about this football schedule. I know everybody just looks at the the football schedule as being in the American and. No Cincinnati, no Houston, no uh, UCF, no SMU now. Um, and people just look at it and they don't like the names on the schedule. But I, I made the case yesterday, yeah, you may not like the names on the schedule, but the way it shook out for them, not that fun. Not that fun. The home games are not going to be you know, the biggest draws. And then the road games are the toughest, toughest games of the year. You have Navy, South Florida, uh, UTSA, and Tulane all on the road, and Florida State. Like That, that, that schedule... As much as people may just sort of balk at the idea of playing in this conference, that schedule is is actually road wise one of the toughest ones in the American Athletic. Yeah, and you have to go like the the Florida State Navy is I think is the most interesting back to back weeks because you you've got to travel to Tallahassee and then the next week you've got to travel to Annapolis to get that back to back. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And have you ever been? To, have you been to Annapolis? Yet covering yeah, the Tigers, um, yeah, I think of what two years ago when they, um, or no, 
Yeah, two years yeah. ago when they when they uh, traveled, I was there. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I was talking to Connor yeah. yesterday about this. It's always just gray and nasty, and it's just sort of uh, the the emotions can be low when you travel to Navy. It just always is like that, for whatever reason. Now, I will say, from a selfish standpoint, I'm not all that upset about the road trips that I get to take this year, though. Right. You have I'm going to Tallahassee, Tampa, San Antonio, and New Orleans. Okay, I, I can see, I, I can see where that would be decent for you, for a writer. Yeah, not not too good for for Memphis though. Um, and then like, okay, I was surprised. You give Memphis, they had the um, Black Friday game in Philly last year. And so I'm sitting here talking to my family about Thanksgiving plans, whatever. I'm like, well, there's no way the conference is going to, you know, do something similar to Memphis back-to-back years. And then you look, and they get Thanksgiving Day. I mean, that's a right. brutal that's, that's a brutal back-to-back years to play the day after Thanksgiving and play on Thanksgiving Day. Um, conference definitely didn't do Memphis any favors with that, to have to travel to New Orleans as opposed to at least having a home game that day. Yeah, now I look at this, this uh, conference in general. By the time we get to AAC Media Days, what do you think the likelihood is that Memphis is is number one in the in the preseason media poll? I think it's high, right? Because if not number one, I mean number two. I mean, like the 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 other candidates. You know, you look at UTSA and Tulane. You know, Tulane lost his coach and his quarterback. UTSA lost his quarterback. Memphis is bringing back um, and uh, a veteran in Seth Hennigan. You look, you know, Blake Watson is gone, but they brought in Mario Anderson. I mean, if you just look at the and they have roster, both their wide receivers, their top wide receivers back. Yeah, right. If you just look at the the roster that Memphis is bringing back, and then you look at the other teams that you would presume to be ahead of them and what they've lost, you've got to put Memphis as the favorite, if not one of the top two favorites. Yeah, I would think so. I would say I would say top man, and 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 what do you think about the transfer portal class? I know Mario Anderson Jr. is the guy that everybody's going to hang the hat on just because uh, he was uh, involved in conversations with Oklahoma and USC, and ultimately chose to come to the University of Memphis. And we also saw what Blake Watson was able to do—a a, a bigger name, good running back back there. Clearly, can have stats and be one of the best players in conference. And Mario Anderson Jr. could potentially follow in those footsteps. But what do you think about this transfer portal uh, uh, class in general? I mean, honestly, I think, I think you know, Silverfield and that staff has kind of done it again in terms of being able to maximize what they can get out of the portal. If you look at some of the, you know, some of the power, you know, we always look at the power five transfers, right? right? You look at a guy like um, Patrick Lucas, for example, right, the defensive lineman. Um, they played meaningful games. Um, and, you know, in 2022 season, you know, he played uh, – you know, all 12 of, of IU's games, you know, in 2022 and 2023, I mean, they, he, they've they got guys that have had meaningful game time and game film that can come to Memphis and hit the ground running early. And I think that's the key because if you get a guy who's from a Power 5 school but, like, you know, he, he, he didn't see the field much or whatever, you don't really know what you're getting out of him. But some of these guys, they've played a lot of games. And yep. so, you know, they can, they can come and, and they've – They'll be new in the program, but they're veterans within college football, and I think that's important. And they hammer the transfer portal. But one thing that I've noticed this offseason, and I, I mean, I think you're probably right there with me. Yeah, they lost a couple of guys on the offensive line. Um, we know Mikhailin Pounders is off um, at Mississippi State. Uh, we have Davion Carter at Texas Tech. Now, they've done some things in the transfer portal to try to address those needs at, on the offensive line. 
But as far as like keeping this roster together, and that's an incomplete conversation because after spring and when, when more uh, when when more guys sort of see their roles within the 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 um, program, maybe they will get into the transfer portal. But they've done a pretty damn good job as compared to years past at roster retention, and I think that's more important than anybody you bring in. Grand scheme of things. Yeah, right. I mean, I think it's it's if you look at all the people that are available in the portal, it's because they're leaving the schools that they were at. And so for Memphis to to be able to to keep the bulk of its main pieces, I think is important. To your point about the spring, if a guy is leaving because where he you know, because maybe he's leaving because of he doesn't like where he's at on the depth chart or whatever, well you presume that at least your expected starters aren't gonna leave because they're your starters. So in the very least your main guys at each position you would expect to stay even after spring ball. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when we look at this offseason as a whole, Jordan Hankins moves up as the uh, full-time D.C. After having the interim tag during the, the Autos on Liberty Bowl, he'll, I mean, Iowa State had zero yards rushing. Uh, it was a hell of a, uh, a interim job by, by Jordan Hankins, and I've talked with him, man. He seems like uh, a absolute ball coach, like a, a, a dead-on, if you if – you, Created a DC in a lab. That's what would it would spit out. Um, but you have him, uh, Lou Esposito, who used to play here, comes back to be co DC, um, and also I believe D line coach. Uh, then you have uh, Reggie Howard coming back, who was in the program and went off to the NFL. I'm familiar with Reggie as well. Like when you look, and they also hired a GM, and we know about the transfer portal class. When you look at this offseason as a whole. I know I'm sort of putting you on the spot here, but where would you put a grade at for, for Ryan and the staff and, and how they've managed this offseason? You mean just the, the coaching staff? Yeah, well, I, not just coaching staff. I'm talking about you know player retention, roster retention, bringing in new guys, uh, finding some some decent candidates out there. Uh, Jordan Hankins at D.C. Like All this said, so far this offseason, where would you put that grade at for, for them after a 10-3 and three year? Oh, I give them. I'm I'm gonna hold it at a B plus just because I'm I'm curious to see uh, who they bring in at the running back coach to, to, before I you right. know give them that A minus. So I'll keep it at a B plus because you did lose your running back coach and you have to fill that spot. And so depending on what the hire is on that, um, I'll hold off on giving giving them the A. But um, I think they've done fine. I mean the 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 promoting of Jordan Hankins, uh, I think is is was was the right move in my opinion now i am curious and i'm always curious about the co-coordinator positions because i want right. to know like i know there's a core co- coordinator but in order for it to work in my opinion somebody has to be a little bit step above in terms of scheming like who's going to be the the alpha yeah right like which one is going to be that guy and when it comes to game planning the defensive plays and all that so we'll well, I'll be curious to see how that works out. Yeah. Now, what can you tell me? And I know that this has been under wraps and there's been some, like, may- maybe hang-ups along the way. What can you tell me about a Ryan extension, about a Ryan Silverfield extension? Because that was a discussion after 10 wins this year. Yeah, from, from what I can from what I can tell, I mean, the the extension is, is in terms of, of wanting that to happen, sounds like it's a go, right? And so I think um, – it's just comes down to negotiations of what it looks like, but I don't think there's a question about, you know, if that wants to be happening. I think, I think Memphis is on board with wanting to extend Ryan 
and in that being in the works and everything, it just comes down to negotiations and, and you know how that goes, you, you know, right. however long. Um, but I, as far as the question about an extension, I, I don't think there is a question about it. Yeah, and I wonder, like, this year could be so interesting. And I was talking to Mark Giannato about this as well. Um, like, this year, if Ryan lives up to expectations, this program lives up to expectations, he may be looked at by other schools. We know that the Indiana rumors were there this offseason. I don't really know how real they were. Uh, obviously, they end up giving that coach, uh, that, that, that job to the coach at James Madison. Um, but this could be, if he lives up to expectations, other schools may want him. If he doesn't live up to expectations, I think a lot of people will be back where they were on the, on the fire Ryan train, right? That's just sort of the, the, the nature of what this season will mean for Ryan. Which is so crazy, right? Like it's, there's no, it, it sounds like there's no middle ground, right? right. Either he's going to have a, a good year and be sought after, or he's not. And folks are going to be you know, wondering why he's still there, which is crazy to think about. Um, but if he has a good year, I know some people think that, like, oh, if he has a good year, he's, you know, he's he's most likely gone. I think he'll have suitors, but depending on which programs are, are, are coming after him, right? I don't know if that definitely means that Ryan would take another job, right? I mean, right. like, for instance, you said the rumors about the Indiana job. I don't think that was a job to leave for, obviously it's the big 10 and, and, and I get all that, but it's hard to win there. Right? Like when you get hired there, you probably have a four year cycle and you're probably getting fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and and the other like thing is you. at the power five level too, like the need for time where they say, Oh yeah, just give me a couple of recruiting cycles. That's gone these days. Maybe not at Indiana as much. Maybe they give you a little bit more time because it's just, it's always been a tough football job, but the need for time is, is going away with the transfer portal. Like, it is, it, is, it is dissipating. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, and, you know, people like to talk about the conference, and like you said, they don't like the the names of the programs that are on there. At the end of the day, with this new playoff, right, if you can dominate the conference, if you can be that top group of five school every every year, you have a spot in the playoff. Right. 
as a coach, if you're able to sustain that, do you leave that right away? Right, and and then we'll talk about the fourteen team playoff and and access there at the at the power five levels. I think it's a little different now, but but holler at me about their playoff chances. I know that like that everybody's sort of gonna uh, sort of slot in an L that third game of the year at Florida State, and I I think that's fair. Although I don't think it'll be just some ass kicking like people may uh, predict. We we saw them go to St. Louis against a really good Mizzou team who beat Ohio State in the bowl game and only lose by seven, and they definitely put up a good fight. I don't just want to slot in this team getting their ass kicked on the road against Florida State, but it, it'll be a tough game. So if they were to lose that, I mean, looking at their playoff chances, they'd have to go undefeated the rest of the year, right? Like that's sort of what you'd have to, what you'd have to uh, project as far as the group of five and who would get in. You're probably going to have to be 11-1 and one to be that team. Yeah, most likely, right, because you've got – you know, you're most likely competing against the Mountain West. Um, and I think I heard, uh, I think it might have been uh, Jason and John talking on the radio today about, like, them having the opportunity to play um, Oregon State and Washington State to get those quality wins right. is is in their favor. And so if you have a one-loss um, Mountain West team and, 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 a, and a two-loss Memphis team, you know, Memphis is not going to get that nod. Mm-hmm. Now, fourteen team playoff. What are your thoughts there? <laughs> like, and they're doing the. They've done the three. The thought process here is three automatic qualifiers each for Big Ten SEC. Two automatic qualifiers each for Big Twelve and ACC. One automatic qual- qualifier for Group of Five, and then three at largest. So it's three, three, two, two, one is the idea for a fourteen team playoff. Now, I, I am just. It bothers me the fact that we haven't even seen a twelve team playoff, and we're already talking about fourteen. Uh, but it, it tells me that the Big Ten and the SEC are at work to try to make everything as, as positive and good for them on the back end. I mean, I, I always said if they had it their way with the 12-team playoff, they would have done 12 at largest. Obviously, they got outvoted on that. But this seems like a, a on the back end, them trying to get as much access to it as possible, the top two conferences. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm like when that came out, I was annoyed by the conversation itself. I mean, we we haven't even seen what a 12-team playoff looks like, and the 14 playoff conversation is already in the works. I, I'm I'm not a fan of it. Um, like I I I think 12-team. I don't think we need to go beyond 12, in my opinion. Like, what are we what are we doing here? At, at a certain point, you're going to have to start shaving off regular season games if the playoff field gets too big and you have these college teams playing too many games. I'm not a fan of the 14, especially when we haven't even seen 12 yet. And to your point about the SEC and the Big Ten, yeah, obviously they're they're trying to do what they can to solidify having as many teams, you know, in the playoff as, as they can. But if you look at the model, without without having those parameters, right, of a guaranteed three mm-hmm. teams or whatever, do we really think that – the Big Ten and the SEC aren't going to get three teams Of course in anyway. they will. Of course they will because their strength of so schedule the, and their strength of record will always be higher just because they're in those conferences. So what's the point of 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 doing that and possibly making everybody mad yeah. when you don't need to have that parameter in order to get the three teams in anyway? You know what I was thinking about, Frank? This, this to me, and I know this may be an out, outside abstract thought for some people, 
But this feels like the Big Ten and the SEC didn't get their way with the 12-team playoff. We've heard the rumors about them uh, wanting to break off and form their own entity at some point. They're already in that the, the, the alliance of sorts um, with each other to try to navigate the, the future of college football. This feels like they're going to offer something that doesn't seem all that equitable in the grand scheme of things. Because, like, thinking about the ACC and the Big 12 agreeing to have one less automatic qualifier than them, I don't know if they're going to find that equitable. Other people may find it equitable. But this feels like on the back end, if this does not pass through and they break off, they can say, hey, we tried. We tried to make it work with y'all. But you know what? We didn't feel, we didn't feel like we were respected enough. That's what it feels like to me. And I, 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 I hate to be sort of doom and gloom in that way, but it just sort of feels like the SEC and the Big Ten are just trying to find a way to make themselves come out on top, and if they don't come out on top and on the back end they break off, they can say, yeah, we, we tried. You guys didn't want didn't to go with us, though. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't like our direction. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, but I just – I'm not a, I'm not 100% sure that breaking off is good for the Big Ten and the SEC because I think if you do that in the way that we know college football today, you you kind of break that model. And I think the entire college football world, including the SEC and the Big Ten, are going to um, – they're all going to, you know, be at a detriment to that. Now, from a money standpoint, I get it. They'll probably make a whole lot, a lot of money breaking off. But from a, a product and fandom standpoint, I think you lose a lot of your fans if you do that. Yeah, well, that's, I've heard somebody sort of make the point like, hey, yeah, they're trying to lose fans, but they're not very successful at it. You know what I mean? Like people are still <laughs> watching at, at very high rates. The other part of this this scenario with the 14-team playoff, three automatic qualifiers for the Big Ten and the SEC, two for the Big 12 and the ACC, the reason it bothers me too is because past years in, in college football – uh, what makes it so great is we watch things play out in the non-con and then in conference play. We see who the best teams are, and then we decide, oh, damn, you know, the Pac-12's having a really good year. The Pac-12 had a great year last year. Um, the, the Oh, the Big 12, they're, they're on the up and up, man. They're pacing the Big 10 really well. I like seeing the conversation about conferences play out on the field. When you have three automatic qualifiers for the Big Ten and the SEC, you have two for the Big 12 and the ACC, you're already telling everyone that the Big Ten and the SEC have this leg up, when in reality, on the field, it may not tell you that story. Yeah, right. I mean, how many times have we gotten into conversations where, you know, programs, uh, they schedule games on a conference 10 years out, right? And you schedule this team because today they're really good. Well, by the time you get – seven years down the line, they're not good anymore. And so, like, we've seen turnover, turnover. So right now, like you said, it makes sense. But if you put this in place, you know, 10 years from now, eight, seven years from now, it's still going to be in a place and it may not hold up if, like you said, all of a sudden the Big Ten or the Big 12 has a hot year or whatever the case may be. Or I mean, look at Michigan, for example, Frank. Like, Michigan just won a natty, but now they have to turn over the whole staff. Right, Jim Harbaugh is in L.A. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to look like going into next year. I mean, you could try to project it, but they're losing J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum, all these offensive linemen, all these defensive pieces. We don't know if Sharon Moore is going to be able to keep up that pace. And then we don't know if um, if Alabama is going right. to continue to be Alabama, like with, without Nick Saban. Like you, you got to let this stuff play out. And then, what if Group of Five 
what if a group of five program or multiple of them get to the point where, hey, if we really want to put ourselves at the top of the gander, we've got to start scheduling non-conference, middle-of-the-road Power Five teams. And so who knows what schedules will look like five years from now. You may get a a, a top group of five school who, who schedules three um, middle-of-the-road Power Five conference schools, and they beat all three right. of them, and then, and then run through their conference, and you have another group of five team who also is undefeated or, or has one loss, and, and in the in the rankings – they look like both teams should be in the playoffs, but because you've got this three three two two one model, one of them is out. Like you, you just don't know what it's going to look out five six years down the line. Yeah, but it just feels like, and that's why I go back to like the the we tried conversation with the Big Ten and the SEC, them trying to get a leg up on everybody, um, because it just feels like a clear over ask. Am I wrong on that? It feels like a clear over ask to say. We have three automatic qualifiers, then three at-larges, which likely would go to us anyway, so we could have four or five teams potentially certain years getting in if we agree to this model. Yeah, and, and, and the more you talk about it, the more that your, your point kind of makes sense because do you do this? Because like we said, they're going to have three in anyway, and so do you create this just so that you can piss off some of the other conferences right. so that you can say we tried or whatever, like – you know, your your point does make sense because I didn't understand why you put that in writing when everybody knows that you're going to have three and three at least anyway. Yeah, and also, again, back to the original point, Frank. We haven't even seen the damn 12-team playoff play out, and we're already talking about expanding. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's always for a dollar, and it's always for the top two conferences to try to separate themselves, and that's why I continue to go down this road of, a break-off entity in this conversation because I think it could be very real here in the next five to ten years. But we we shall see. Um, Frank, I appreciate it, though, man. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, no problem. Always a good time talking with you, Gabe. Yes, sir. That is Frank Bonner. He is the Memphis football writer for the Daily Memphian. He is on X at Frank underscore Bonner. Now we need to go ahead and pass you off to the Grizzlies hosting the Trailblazers, they are going in back-to-back nights against the Trailblazers. They can chase to the bottom. If they lose two straight, they can gain two games heading to the bottom, but we'll see what happens. Trailblazers, no Aiton, Brogdon, Scoot, no Shaden Sharp, no Robert Williams. Grizzlies, no Jaron, Conchar, Kennard, Rose. Gigi is questionable, and, of course, no Ja, Bain, Smarter, Clark. It is going to be a rough one to watch, but enjoy the combine over the weekend and enjoy your weekend in sports in general. We need to send you out to Jessica Benson right now. Tip will be at 7. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball 
your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.